welcome to Body Truth, a podcast that explores the relationship that we have with our body, food, and life told through a storytelling lens. I'm your host, Caitlin Parsons. I'm a certified intuitive eating and body image coach committed to changing the cultural narrative around how we take up space. Each week, you'll hear from thought leaders who are ready to dismantle shame through sharing vulnerably. We'll discuss everything from individual body image stories to challenging cultural messages, reshaping beliefs, practical support tools, and more. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll heal. Let's take the next step towards embodying our truth together. Hello. Hi, it's just you and me again this week for a little mini solo episode. And I want to talk about something today that I know creates a lot of anxiety for so many of you listening, and it certainly did for me. And so we're going to be talking about our relationship with the scale and wherever you are coming into this conversation, whether you actively weigh yourself, whether it's periodically, whether you have chosen to get rid of the scale altogether, I want you to hang in here with me because I I think that there still could be something here for you because sometimes hearing messages like this can be so helpful in support for ourselves, but they can also really lend a compassionate lens for supporting others around us as well too. Before I go any further, I think it's really important to recognize my privilege in this conversation. I've always been in a smaller body my entire life. So while I certainly have not been immune to my own struggles in my body, I've never experienced weight stigma from doctors and I've never really experienced it from our culture. Nobody's ever told me to lose weight for medical reasons. And I know that that particular fear alone can perpetuate an entirely different complex of emotions and self-worth. And so I always think it's important to acknowledge privilege in these conversations. And so just to be clear, that is where I'm coming into this conversation with you today, just so that we can we can all be really honest about that and so that you know from my own lived experience what that looks like. And I recognize the problem in this stigma as well too. And this is why I think it's so important to raise this conversation and this topic. I will link some articles and papers in the show notes if you'd like to take a deeper look at weight science and the history of BMI, some of the resources that really supported the information that I'm about to share with you today. So if you are interested in nerding out on some of that and really looking at it in your own time, I'll link it there so you can check it out in the show notes. Before we get into action items and tips and all of those juicy things, I want to share a glimpse into my personal relationship with the scale so that you have an idea of 
where I'm coming from. So up until I got my taste of diet culture, which was right around middle school, I had a really neutral relationship with the scale. I have no concept of good numbers or bad numbers being a thing on my radar up until then. There was no moral judgment on body size. Truthfully, I have a vivid memory of being in my fifth grade class, hearing all of my classmates going around sharing their weight and feeling like the highest number was the best, which I look back and freaking love. I wish that positive relationship with body weight had remained, but it definitely took a pretty severe nosedive not long after. I grew up with bathroom scales all around me, but I never paid much attention to them until I was actively trying to change my body, which was right around sixth grade, like I mentioned before. And truthfully, from my first diet, I became actively preoccupied with weighing myself daily, often multiple times a day, whether it was at my house, the doctor's office, school, a friend's house, family member's house, wherever there was a scale, I felt compelled to step on it. Unfortunately, my little scale game that I had created for myself was not a playful, positive experience. With each step onto the hard metal surface, I would hold my breath and await my emotional fate. And I know that so many of you will relate to this. I always had a number in my mind that would mean it would be a good day. And if it was above that, all hell broke loose. I'd shut down emotionally. I would restrict what I was eating or I would self-sabotage into a binge. I'd cancel plans, you name it. So just to give you some context around the lifespan of this story, I was experiencing some version of this relationship with the scale from that sixth grade moment that I shared up until I was around 30 years old. I brought a scale with me to college. I weighed myself every time I could at the gym. I would cancel doctor's appointments if I was having a bad body image day to avoid being weighed. And when I started my health coaching business, I would cancel photo shoots if I weighed myself and saw a number that I didn't like. True story. And the interesting part is when I was in this, I had no idea how entangled my own self-worth was to my weight. It had become so normal for me through all of these years. And it felt like everyone around me was participating in some version of the scale agony, which is exactly what diet culture wants us to feel like. Okay, so how did I eventually get to a more calm relationship with the scale? Like I mentioned before, when I first started my business, I was coaching around holistic health and secretly still very steeped in my own disordered eating. Let me just tell you, this perpetuated an entirely different type of shame and pain. I so badly wanted to promote this ease with food and body confidence. I never promoted scales. I never promoted weight loss. And intuitively, I knew how fucked up the scale made our relationship with ourselves, but I couldn't get rid of it. 
I would hide my scale in the closet or under the bed so that it was out of sight to everyone else. And I would hop onto it to get my fix whenever I was alone. And I knew that something had to change. My relationship with the scale was no longer the person that I wanted to be. I could feel it limiting my ability to step into the version of myself that I wanted to become. It was really out of alignment with what I was teaching at the time. And on a personal level, it just did not feel good anymore. But I was so scared to let it go. The scale had become some form of a security blanket. Truthfully, it was almost like a drug. And it was a control that I placed on my emotions. So my change was gradual. And I want to share this process in case you are at a place right now or in the future where you want to shift your relationship with the scale too. First, I set a really clear intention that I wanted to stop weighing myself altogether. And I came up with some reasons that felt really important to me around why I was doing this. And then from there, I gradually reduced how often I was weighing myself. I started with every other day, and then I stretched myself to a couple of times a week. And then I stretched to once a week when that felt possible. And when I say possible, that doesn't mean comfortable to me. Um, this meant stretching into an area of discomfort that I could take on. Also, I mentioned this before, but I had already placed my scale out of sight before I started this intentional process. But when I support clients with this, that's a step that can be really helpful too. So if this is resonating with you and the scare, the scale is somewhere in sight and you haven't chosen to get it out of that line of vision that you see every day could be a really helpful first step for you. So back to my process, when I was at a place where I was weighing myself once a week, I honestly can't remember how long this went on for. And there wasn't a deadline or a day I'd planned to get rid of my scale altogether. It was just an arbitrary goal that I was working towards. And one day I just remember waking up and knowing that I was going to get rid of it once and for all. And when I say get rid of it, for me, it meant trashing the scale that I had in my house, but also completely letting go of weighing myself in general. So no more hopping onto bathroom scales when I was at someone else's house or weighing myself at the doctor's office or the gym that I was a part of at the time. I was ready to detach this completely so that I could really commit to rebuilding my own self-trust and my self-worth. I wish this story had an epic ending. Um, like I wish that I went into an alleyway and smashed my scale with a hammer or drove to a cliff and threw it into the ocean, which I know is not great for the environment, but you get the dramatic effect. In reality, I was alone in my house on a normal work day. I took my scale, went out to the recycling bin and tossed it in. I'm pretty sure I did a dance after and I definitely remember feeling this rush of adrenaline, but that was it. I knew it was a major next chapter for myself. And from that moment on, it's really 
been about increasing all of my other body image tools and skills. A large amount that I've learned from my own coach and therapist and personal research. I'll share some of those in just a moment, but I want to first emphasize the freedom that I've experienced from releasing the scale. I know this will look different for everyone, but in light of my personal story that I'm sharing with you today, I can tell you that letting go of the scale has created so oh, 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 much, so much freedom and so much emotional ease in my day. And I do not say that lightly, obviously. I no longer have that internal judgment ruminating in the back of my mind based on the number. I don't make choices around how I move or what I eat out of permission or punishment based on what the scale says. I go to the doctor's office now without the scale anxiety that I previously experienced and so much more. I had no idea that I would feel this way. And if I did, I'm not sure if I would have believed it if somebody had told me at the time, but I, I hope that I would have moved towards this action a little bit more sooner in my life. Um, that doesn't mean that getting to this place was a cakewalk. There were definitely moments where I had to sit in the discomfort of wanting to find a way to weigh myself, which required a deeper look into what else was going on. And that's why having support and actively practicing the other body image tool, tools that I had alluded to those things have been so important. So I want to share what some of those have been with you um, so that you can perhaps include them in your own process if you feel called. First, let's talk about the doctor's office. Whew. Weight stigma is so rampant and flawed in most medical practices. Uh, this can feel extra challenging. And it is sometimes, but it is possible to shift and you deserve to receive the healthcare that you need without feeling the anxiety of your weight being taken. So here is what I recommend. You can refuse to be weighed. You can. This is something I know it sounds simple, but it let it be simple. It is. And you have the right to do this. All you have to do is just let the person taking your vitals know that you are choosing to opt out. Also, most insurance companies only require two vitals to be taken at an appointment. Stepping on the scale just happens to be one of the easiest. So most practitioners do this out of habit, just so that you are aware. Um, you can let them know that you would like them to keep the number to themselves to please not say it out loud. Uh, so if you're choosing this, you can step on the scale and just really commit to keeping your eyes forward. If you're concerned that your eyes will wander down to the number, you can also let them know to keep the number discreet and to step onto the scale backwards. And the final tip that I want to offer you today that I probably should have mentioned first, but here we are. You can call the office ahead of time when you're scheduling your appointment and let them know when you are scheduling the appointment that you 
would like a blind wait or that you want them to make a note in your chart that you will not be um, you will not be weighed at the appointment. However, you're comfortable articulating that, but you can let them know that. And if you are comfortable as well too, and this is relevant for you, you can also let them know that you are recovering from disordered eating or from an eating disorder. Um, when you make that disclaimer to the people in charge are usually extra sensitive. So those are some ideas. And this also, you know, you're dealing with humans here. Um, if our expectation for the people at the medical office is for them to just do everything perfectly, we can all often feel disappointed. And so this, this is a boundary that you're setting for yourself. And just like with any other boundary, it will most likely need to be reinforced. And so this is where you can proactively reinforce that boundary just by reminding them when you get to the office or throughout the appointment. Um, and if you, in your humanness, forget to do that and something goes awry, you can also just let them know uh, at the appointment as well too that you want them to make a very clear note for the next time as well. Okay, the next tool that I want to offer you is to begin creating internal awareness and boundaries around diet culture. Like I mentioned earlier in my story, for a really long time, the drama around weighing myself felt really normal because it just seemed like that's what you're supposed to do. It felt like my destiny as a woman was uh, to just constantly weigh myself the entire life. There was a sense of a community there. And that is a really disordered part of diet culture. And that activated my primal brain to want to fit in and to be accepted and to feel normal. Now, I look at places with a scale or weight loss promotion separately and critically. So, and you can do this too. So for an example, um, if I'm at someone's house going to the bathroom and I see a scale, I just note internally in my mind that's there. And I check in with what my thoughts are how those thoughts are making me feel. And I remind myself that I'm on my own journey, that they're on theirs. If I see a weight loss ad on TV or I pass by a scale in a grocery store, I know that sounds horrific and it is. I grew up in Florida. So if you're familiar with the grocery chain Publix, they have massive scales at the very front of the store that anyone can step on. Anyway, I digress. The point is, if I see any of these things, I remind myself that these are a part of diet culture. They're not serving my self-worth journey. And all of this just really helps to create that separation from diet culture. And when that happens, it gives us more access to building, building a life that's free from worry of food and our body size and weight and the shoulds and the rules and all of these things as well too. And so really just building that awareness and can be so beneficial and starting to look out for where it's popping up rather than feeling like it's just a normal part of life. The last tool that I want to share is one around thought work. And this can be applied to pretty much anything in life and is really valuable 
when you're feeling triggered. So for example, if I see a bathroom scale in someone's house, that's completely neutral. The bathroom scale is neutral. It's literally an object on the ground that I am choosing to assign meaning to. So I see this scale, which is circumstantial. Then I notice what my thoughts are. What's the story in my mind? What meaning am I attaching to this hard piece of metal on the ground? So that's the next step. First, circumstance, which is the scale. Next, thought, what I'm choosing to think about the scale in that moment. And then the next, the third step, I check in with my emotions, how I'm feeling, where is it showing up in my body? And I just observe if I'm in a state that feels calm, supportive, nourishing, empowering, et cetera, or am I noticing fear or anxiety, sadness, anger? I just get really curious about what my thoughts are and the feelings that are coming up as a result of those thoughts. And by the way, none of the emotions that I just mentioned are bad. The feelings that we experience are always feedback and we can choose how we want to explore and experience those feelings based on our thoughts. So if I am noticing that my emotions that are coming up don't feel great, I go back to my thoughts and I take a moment to come up with a few other possible options as thoughts that feel true and thoughts that get me to a place that allow me to create feelings that feel more comfortable. So that's just the exercise that you can go through there that I want to offer to you. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up here. I know that this was a really dense episode. Like I mentioned before, I'll link some additional resources in the show notes of this episode around the topic of weight science, uh, BMI history, some other topics along those lines as well too. So be sure to check that out before we go. I want to invite you to take a moment to take a big compassionate breath because we just talked about a lot and you're really brave for being in this conversation with me. I see you. I want you to just notice how you're feeling right now. Topics like this can bring up all different emotions. So if you're experiencing that, you are human and it's very normal. We're all living in diet culture. We all have our own unique relationship with food, our bodies and messages, beliefs, all the things like the scale <laughs> that we just talked about. We all have our own unique experience with, with them. So having conversations like this is bound to bring up some thoughts and feelings worth exploring. And I just commend you for sitting here in this conversation. You are incredible. You deserve to reclaim your mental and emotional space that food, body, weight, scale, thoughts have taken up for so long so that you can step into your creative power and authenticity with ease and just have more fun in life. Isn't that what we're here to do? Isn't that what life is here for? to just explore and create and have fun and connect and all of these things, more of that this year and less of the scale drama. I love you so much. I um, am always here. If you want to reach out, you can send me a DM 
and I try to respond to those as actively as I can. Um, and if I don't get back to you right away, just know that I, I will as soon as possible. And if you are interested in taking this even further, please uh, click the breakthrough call link so that we can discuss what the next steps for you look like in terms of how healing your own relationship with food, your body, um, if coaching would be a viable option for you right now. And if not, what else is there? I'll talk to you next week. Bye. That's our show. Thank you for spending time with us today. Our show producer is Stephanie Olea. Shayla Anderson is our community manager. For more information around healing your own relationship with food and body image, click the show notes and you'll find direct links to our guests plus resources and more. If this conversation resonated with you, please leave a review and share it with a friend so that we can continue to heal and empower these important topics around our relationship with food and body. Sending you so much love, confidence, and strength. I'll see you next week for another episode.